Hello and welcome to another episode of the Piss Off Podcast. On Tuesday, Joe Biden admitted the situation at the southern border is going to be chaotic for a while. How long is a while, you might ask? Who knows? But thanks to a U.S. district judge for the Northern District of Florida there, Biden's illegal immigrant parole release policy has currently been stopped. We can also thank Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for that. This is being reported from the Daily Wire. So what the parole release policy would have done is allowed for immigrants that wouldn't have necessarily been allowed to enter the U.S. to actually be released into the country for urgent humanitarian reasons or reasons pertaining to the public interest. So what does that mean? Well, neither of those terms are actually defined, which leaves it to the discretion of the Secretary of Homeland Security. Now, according to Politico, the Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, said that ruling is very harmful. Let's not forget here about Mayorkas. Mayorkas is also the guy who swears the border is not open and also decided to throw Border Patrol agents under the bus during the incident in which Border Patrol agents were being falsely accused by the media of whipping Haitian immigrants who were illegally crossing the border, which in my view would make them criminals because they're breaking our laws. Um, of course, an actual investigation found that the Border Patrol agents were not whipping the criminals at all, and now Mayorkas has had to eat his own words about that, which is awesome. You know, Mayorkas is a brilliant man, which also isn't going to be defined at this time. So here's where we're at right now as far as the border goes. America is currently in a position where we're being forced to fight against our own president just so he will have to keep our southern border secured. That's where we're at. And if that wasn't enough, um, the left continues to push morons like Cory Bush, who are still advocating to defund the police. So this is from Cleveland.com. Um, Cleveland City Police Academy this time around had only nine recruits, which is the smallest class they've had in 25 years. So let's put that in perspective. The department is already short 200 officers from the city's budgeted number of 1,498. So they're already short 200 officers, and now they've only got nine recruits. Assuming all nine recruits make it through the academy or stick it out, there's still 191 officers short. I'm not great at math, but that's, that's pretty quick. A little bit of subtraction there. Anyway, Jeff Fulmer, who's the president of Cleveland uh, Police Patrolmen's Association, stated, there are going to be scary times for the city, you think? Uh, he went on to say that it's a national problem, and he's absolutely right about that. Um, this is not isolated to Cleveland. And let's look at that. The defund the police movement was the stupidest and one of the most harmful things that could have happened as far as law enforcement, law enforcement's recruiting. And it's not just because people actually bought into the defund the police um, movement. It's because people that might have wanted to become police, not all of them, but some of them, didn't want to put up with that, didn't want to deal with that type of hatred, didn't want to deal with our own politicians 
vilifying us. Another thing that hurts police recruitment numbers, why would you want to be a police officer when it appears half the country is making martyrs and heroes out of criminals? George Floyd became a martyr. That dude was like a lifetime criminal. And now, and I'll talk about this a little bit later, but Jordan Neely is now being looked at as a, what, inspiring Michael Jackson impersonator? There was a whole lot more behind Jordan Neely than that. And so people that might want to be police look at things like Jordan Neely and look at things like uh, George Floyd and say to themselves, uh, that's going to be a hard pass for me. And when it comes to police that are, or people that are still currently police officers, morale is completely down. You know, people might convince themselves that police make all this money and we're always advocating for teachers to get paid more. Um, police hardly make anything when it comes to actually comparing the pay that they get up against other people. So you have people looking at getting into law enforcement that now the defund the police movement has come along. Uh, criminals are the actual good guys and heroes, um, apparently, according to half of our country. And also they get paid squat. It's going to be interesting how we turn that around and get those law enforcement numbers back up. It almost makes me think that maybe half the country, since they don't know what they're talking about, maybe just shouldn't talk about it. That's, that's my view on it. Now, I'm not saying freedom of speech should be taken from them. I'm just saying maybe they should decide to keep their mouth shut about a job they'd have no idea about. That, that'd just be a... Just be a tip, a pro tip there. Um, anyway, also in this article from uh, cleveland.com, uh, Captain James O'Malley, uh, he's a fourth generation Cleveland police officer. He stated, imagine going to work and not knowing until the end of your shift that you can't leave. Then this stress happens over and over again. Working a zone car in Cleveland is a dangerous, stressful job. Not having proper relief is difficult. It can lead to errors in judgment and accidents. That's because people get tired because police officers are human. So they need rest and they get tired. And when you work and work and work like that, and you're seeing we're short 200 and we only had nine recruits, burnout really, really starts to set in because the light at the end of the tunnel does not exist. And then, like I said before, you have to listen to idiots like Corey Bush on the TV during your breaks. Isn't that fun? Uh, O'Malley actually went on to say too, who wants to go into a field where you're criticized for every mistake you make? We are human. Mistakes happen. And yes, there are officers who violate the law and policy, but they are held accountable for that. A message of police are all bad that has been expressed is not the answer. Society change has to be part of the solution. You know, it doesn't really take much to imagine what would happen if our police departments get to a point where literally no one is willing to do the job. And I've, I might've mentioned this before in past pod in another podcast um, episode, but even some of these sign-on bonuses, which are kind of crazy sign-on bonuses with what that some of these departments are throwing out, even the sign-on bonuses aren't getting people to sign, to sign on. They're not getting, they're even giving bonuses to, Hey, if you're a retired cop, please come back. And a lot of the retired cops, most of them, if not all of them are saying, ah, I'm good. I'm all good. We left because you were actually a department that didn't back us up. You were a department that, um, you know, 
said that everything these morons are saying about us, it's not true. You actually backed that up and said that, oh, well, we'll work on ourselves more, you know, if it makes you guys happy that don't understand what we actually do. Yeah, so the, even the retired cops that are getting bonuses thrown at them, they're, they're, they're not interested in coming back. You know, if, if police go away or they get so short that police can't really do their jobs effectively, you know, those on the left that have pushed for this are going to have no one to call when their neighbors refuse to use their preferred pronouns. But more importantly, really, we'll all be on our own to fight against criminals, which is exactly what happened in New York when U.S. Marine Daniel Penny was put into a position where he used a vascular neck restraint to subdue Jordan Neely. Of course, now Penny is being criminally charged. See, Neely was able to commit crime after crime after crime and blatantly ignore court orders, but when a citizen was put in a situation where he was forced to deal with Neely, then that citizen gets charged. So imagine theft, burglaries, batteries, rapes, murders. That'll all be on citizens to either deal with or just accept as part of society. You know, kind of like how some politicians think that it's just what we should expect if we live in big cities. You should expect a homeless druggie to come on the subway and harass you to no end. And maybe if you're lucky, he'll punch you in the face and you better not do anything about that. That's just part of living in the city. And this same expectation, if, if this pathway continues for us, that'll surely become the expectation for living in a lawless America as well. Oh, and by the way, uh, military recruitment numbers have also taken a nosedive too. And I'm sure enemies like Russia, China, Iran, etc. wouldn't be paying attention to that at all. I I'm sure those guys, I'm sure it hasn't even registered to them that our military numbers are down. And we seem to have, and this is no, this is no uh, slight to our military, who I respect, but our numbers are down. You know, I, I would assume our enemies just have to be shaking in their boots when they see our military pushing pride flags in their recruitment and making sure preferred pronouns are respected at boot camp. And I must say, with our border being a criminal free-for-all and our police and military running short, it's all been looking pretty solid under Biden and the Democrats. Buckle up, America. Well, that's all for me this week. Thanks for listening and uh, piss off. <laughs>